0: I was working on a song about Elden Ring before, while I was waiting for you guys to get on the call. <sighs> Did and you make any progress? Of, well, it's, it's kind of, it's, I, it, it's like, Elden Ring, Elden Ring, this is the hunt for the Elden Ring. It's a quest that you'll undergo. Don't. Be too scared to go below Because in the caves where the treasure hides You never know what you will find So pick up your axe and pick up your stave Don't forget to behave In the quest for the Elden Ring Elden Ring This is the hunt for the Elden Ring Grab your sword Grab your shield, head out onto the battlefield. There are orcs. There aren't orcs, but there are <laughs> zombies of plenty that you will discourse with. Talk to them about their lives. Do they have lovely zombie wives? Then chop off their head and take their runes. You won't be the buffoon in the
1: hunt for the
0: Elden Ring. Elden Ring,
1: this is the hunt for the Elden Ring. My favorite part of that whole thing was that you had the opportunity to say, don't forget to be brave, but instead you said, don't forget to behave. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know In my And I guess we can start the spoiler cast here I don't know that I was a particularly Well behaved innocent of the lands Between Um, I don't know that I would get good marks from my teacher I did bow and curtsy Quite a bit so I guess that's fair and then I killed Every god
2: A 6 out of 10 For the song Not the game
1: (laughs) My name is Justin McElroy, and I know the best game of the year. My name's, yeah, probably. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm Griffin, and it's the same. I feel
2: the same. My name is Christopher Thomas Plant, and I never became an Elden Lord.
3: Aww. That's sad, but predictable. My name is Ross (laughs) Farshick, and I know the best game of the week. Also sad, but predictable. Hi, welcome
0: <laughs> to the video game club, The Besties. Just by listening, you, my friend, are a member. And I want to do a preamble here. Uh-huh. If you have not completed Elden Ring, or if you have completed Elden Ring, but there's things that you are worried you didn't see and do in Elden Ring that you plan on checking out, uh, then uh, this may not be the, the episode for you. Well, um, well. Unless you don't care.
2: well. Well, so we're splitting this episode into two parts. The uh, first I can't guarantee that. I will try, but yeah. I don't know. I think I think we can do when. it. I have faith that's... Well, we're going to try to keep the first half before the Grand Dectus lift. Is that how Oh, it's Jesus <laughs> yeah. Christ. What a bookmark to use. You, you know, know before a big the big elevator th- that oh, you oh. take. How about before everything that uh, defeating General Radon Everything no, before no, that. Because no. it's, it's not, not even that. That's, that's, that's not it's even possible. Yeah. Uh, it's the royal no, city, Lane Dell. The
3: elevator is the closest we can get. I I put a lot of thought into I this. Won't remember
1: what happens. What comes after the the elevators? Lane Dell, the royal capital. So let's say yeah, like, it's at it the There's a very clear point. Point. Okay. Okay. okay game. I will try. Right I'll attempt.
0: Okay. But no promises.
1: Yes, so we're going to, this is the episode where if you don't care about Elden Ring, we're going to try and not talk about it constantly for the rest of the year by just kind of getting it all out of our systems right. Yeah.
0: So you're free to move on, we've already got your downloads, sucka. Um,
2: I'll, well, that's not true at all side. too, because I started to play the entire second half, so I'm going to be talking she about this surprise. game all year. I'm oh sorry, God. baby.
0: <laughs> we are going to talk about this game, Elden Ring. We're going to say everything there is to say about it. Everything. <laughs> and we're going to do it all after the break. get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month go to mintmobile.com slash besties that's mintmobile.com slash besties cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties additional taxes fees and restrictions apply see mint mobile for details
3: Brush, did you okay. come up with the idea for the structure of this episode? Yeah, a little bit. Well, just I I came up with the breaking up. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be really clear about how we're gonna break this up, because uh, in case you don't remember, the Grand Deck Lift, which is a giant elevator, but you could technically yeah. not even use it and get to the last area. I the never used it. Areas that we're gonna talk in the first half are Limgrave, which is the starting area, uh, Lyurnia, La- which is yeah. the like lakes area to the west of Limgrave. Um, <laughs> Kalid which is the kind of the, the east of Limgrave, it's like the weird buggy place with dragons. And I just had this image gross. of
0: Russ greeting you as you walk through the gate into the game. Like, what if <laughs> Russ was the first NBC? <laughs> and he's like,
1: "Oh, hey, 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 let me give you the land." So, okay, you're in Limgrave. Uh, there's also the Weeping Peninsula, which you can. Oh definitely yeah, that's out. part of Limgrave though. Uh, I mean, uh, it's kind of its yeah, own thing. It yeah, yeah somebody who lives thing, in though. the Weeping Peninsula, they're going to take huge offense to that.
3: Yeah. Okay, it's very much its own thing. <laughs> they it's really got just its own call food, it the Peninsula. Its own you don't need right. to say Weeping if you look. I there. bet
1: you the 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 people living in Limgrave also like see the Weeping Peninsula folks as like the real bridge and tunnel crowd because I'm yeah. pretty sure you do have to cross a bridge and go through a tunnel to get there. Uh, that boy, is true. can we? So I uh, there's so much to talk about in this game that I don't want to focus too much on effusive praise. So to like mm. frame that I am curious cuz we are all uh, to varying degrees like familiar with From Software's body of work how yeah. does it stack up uh against the other
3: From Soft games for you all Number 1 with the Bullet Baby Yeah
0: easily number 1 for me
3: Yes what? Yeah un- unquestionably unquestionably not even close the best they've done
1: for me, Bloodborne, still edges it out just barely, but that's because of my own sort of proclivities and the fact that Bloodborne scratched every dark itch that I ever. I had. love,
0: I love the the um, the aesthetics of Blood Ring, uh, or sorry, Bloodborne, are still uh, edged out for me. Like I, I, I yeah. really love the way that world looks and yeah. operates, and the gothic touches there. But like, what
1: what what is interesting to me about Elden Ring is it's like from Soft like, completely taking the limiters off. So if you look at, like, a Sekiro, in Sekiro, like, there are no cheese, there's no cheese, there's no short shortcuts, really, so to speak, like, you just had to, like, learn the systems and master them. And then in an Elden Ring, they said, fuck that, like, we are going to fill this world with all these different kinds of, like, advantages and techniques so that you can always have, like, an easier time getting past the roadblock that you're stuck at, which is like yeah. antithetical to Sekiro. And for for me, like, I this is an incredible game and almost definitely going to be my game of the year. But I feel like the way that Bloodborne kind of walks the line between those two is 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 why it still edges it out.
3: Yeah, I, I'm going to talk about one specific aspect of that. So you know, people have talked about the fact that oh, you get stuck in a boss, you can go elsewhere. But the the interesting thing is that elsewhere is not like meaningless, like cruft or fodder no. like you would find like here's a randomly generated whatever in Skyrim for example it's like all meaningful and narratively driven and so the the example that springs to mind is like uh Castle Morn which is on the Weeping Peninsula it's like the southeast tip i guess somewhere yeah. around there um and it is not at all required there's no like major bo- there is a boss there but not like a major required boss and as you approach it, there's, like, amazing. this amazing story that sort of unfolds where the people, they they had sort of, like, had these creatures that were serving the uh, owners of the castle, and the creatures rebelled. And when you get there, it's, like, in the middle slash at the end of the rebellion, where almost all of the people that live there are slaughtered, except for a couple. And you're sort of just uncovering this horror show. Right. Um and again, this is all optional and easily missed. There's like a lot that I missed in Limgrave because I ended up sort of just skipping past it almost yes. accidentally. Um, um, and so coming back to that stuff and, and seeing it later in the game, even though it beca- becomes a little bit easier to get through, I still have like an, a narrative connection to it. Um, in uh, that case, there was like this really like heart wrenching story of a, uh, wo- a a woman who sends you in to find her father. And you find the father, and the father, you know, begs you to, like, go bring a note back to her or something like that. And you get back to her, and she's dead. And the father's, like, weeping over her. And it's just this brutal, like, gut check thing that is so, again, so easily missed. And there's so much of that throughout this game. And that might seem like a fault, but it's actually thrilling because it means you're constantly stumbling upon these stories that you've never seen before. And you get a Game of Thrones sword.
2: Yeah. So huge. I mean, Very touching, popular. but you also get a Game of Thrones sword. And we love, it's it. a sword love that sword. It's made of more swords. Did I Thank mention you, that
0: I was improvising the lyrics to the song? Because no, I could tell. We figured that out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I
2: didn't.
1: I, I yeah, do want to. I've seen the Skyrim <laughs> comparison a bit. And I do want to say one thing I do not like about Elden Ring is that there are. Anytime you get into a. Uh, I forget what they're called, like, burial sites or something, or uh, catacombs or something like that. Yeah, the catacombs-y type And then anytime you get into a mine, those were indistinguishable, for the most part, uh, from each other, where, like, if you're in a catacomb, you're gonna fight a bunch of fucking skeletons, and then you're gonna get to the boss at the end, and it might be, like, a black knife assassin... Uh, usually that's like what it's going to be, and then at the end of every mine there's the Crystallarians or whatever they're called, and sometimes they're red, and sometimes there's two of them. It felt uh, that was about as uninspired as from Gets, which is well, only notable because like this is a developer who prides itself on like extremely memorable boss fights, and the game's
2: like 180 hours long,
3: right? Well, so, let me so. let me counter the, the the comment. I agree with you visually. I think you know basically all of the those underground tunnel-y things look basically the same and the catacombs look basically the same to one another from a level design standpoint they do some of the most interesting things in those levels because some of them i did one where intentionally they were having you feel like wait i've been here before and the only way i was able to kind of feel myself around was through like player notes and yeah. like, oh, I actually had to go underneath this elevator to get to the second level that was essentially near a near duplicate of the level I was just in intentionally to get me turned around to try to like feel my way through. Yeah. So they actually do a lot of really clever stuff in that, even though visually they look very similar to one another. They I do think my bigger frustration with them
0: was because of how labyrinthine they were. If you died, it was tough to, like, they're a lot more linear than most of the of the game. So it's right. like, it, I did end up in a lot of slogs where it's like, okay, I got to fight
1: my way through all these idiots to get back to, to where I was. But like the Crystalarian bosses in, in particular, like uh, once you have a blunt weapon, you break their like stature once, and then Hulkamania just runs, bo- like they're very easy bosses once you know how to beat them. And I fought, not a joke, maybe eight different versions of them at, at yeah. some point across it, which is yeah. like, you know, it. In any other game, it would not even register as a thing. But in a game made by like the best boss makers in the business right now, it just struck me as a little well, bit. What is it
0: he says on in the
3: ninety-nine floors of fright? They can't all be winners. Yes. Yeah, sure. win. <laughs> so <laughs> I mentioned uh, Castle Morn. Were there other areas that like? like side areas that stood out to you guys i mean
1: windmill town with the fucking dancing with the fucking midsummer that dancing is a part fire, two ladies that's oh. a part two thing no i thought that was this in caleb so oh you're definitely
3: not right. it's definitely, not. Really flawed. Okay. It's it's definitely flawed. i can tell you i know this map really well i can tell flawed. you it's the two.
0: system okay. of the structure
2: i i like this i the, the, the what fresh did is he somehow hacked into my steam deck and figured out exactly where i was at at 80 hours yeah. This is basically like everything I've played, except for here's a fun thing. Haven't played General Radon because my game literally won't load that fight, and it is what is keeping me from moving. Is that forward. a
1: silly Steam Deck
2: issue? No. No. It. it I think I know no, actually how the trigger, trigger hasn't it now. done yet. Uh, no, no, no. I, I did that too rush okay. i i've done basically everything the game has to offer but i think that they're in in this area but i think i have an idea of why it's not triggering
3: so in the first 80 hours were there any areas that you guys particularly enjoyed?
2: <laughs> yes well, well I, before we before i give it an area i do want to go back to the Sekro versus this thing because Sekro is the game that i bounced off just right away right and i think it's kind of hilarious in hindsight that Activision was like, hey, we want to work with FromSoftware to get them to make a game. And FromSoft said, okay, we're going to make our most difficult and potentially, like, unapproachable game with you. It still sold a trillion copies, so I'm sure it worked out for Activision. But I just think it's kind of hilarious that that game is—I mean, you have to get good, right? That is the get good game. For this one— it was wild playing it with Frush because Frush is better at games than I am. I will admit it right here on the show. And
0: two... It was Even just, though your skill with games is a measure of your masculinity, as we can
2: all <laughs> That's true. All attest. <laughs> that, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm just not a big boy like him. Uh, and he was further in the game. But because this game is so big, when we played together... There were a number of places that he helped me with, but there were still areas where I was able to help him. And that felt awesome because that's the thing that I can't get from, you know, Bloodborne or any of these other games. Once I was behind, I was just behind and I immediately felt like, well, I'm never going to be good as everybody else. But to have even if it's one or two spots that I am the best at,
1: that feels great. To answer the question that was posed, though, I'm going to say the first time you go down an elevator and you're in uh oh River, gosh. the yeah. fucking coolest, the oh, fucking yeah. coolest. The first time you go down an elevator, and it's like, oh, there's a whole nother strata of this of this. It was world. the exact moment where I thought I got a pretty good handle on the
0: the sc- size and scale of this, and it's like. Pss, pss there's a cave where
3: there are stars in the sky. It's so fucking
1: gay. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
3: it is, yeah. I mean, that moment I was like, this is probably a little side like dungeon yeah, yeah, yeah. area that I found and yeah. it just kept going bigger and bigger. They do this very smart thing that I wish more games would do where when you open the map up the first time, uh, the area that you you're currently in, so in this case, Limgrave, basically takes up the entire map. So it's right. like, oh, there's the entire map. And there's no like empty space on the corners, you scroll to the edges, and it just stops with the area that you can see. As you explore more of the map, um, you basically can scroll more, and it begins to really actually reveal the scale. So when I was first started playing, I was like, oh, I've made it to Kalin. I've been playing like 50 or 60 hours And the map is basically full, so that, you know, I must be getting pretty close to the end. And it turns out I was not even halfway. Um, Which is great because it allows you to keep focusing on the area that you're in
2: rather than just, like, you know, sprinting towards the end. Right.
3: Um, Yeah, I actually, like, intentionally did not progress so that I felt like, okay, I'd cleared a large chunk of this area.
0: it's It's so smart because you say intentionally not progress and i think that that's like it is uh, there's obfuscation right on like how progression like how you will progress like what the progression is of the main like if you're talking about a critical path right but i think what they've done where uh, that's not uncommon i think for a fromsoft game but i think what's so smart about it and the way they've sort of weaponized it in elden ring is to reinforce that like this is the game like the the things that you're doing these small encounters that you're having the 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 castles and dungeons and all that like that's the experience it does don't worry so much about whether or not you have you know you're getting another piece of the fucking triforce like this is the this is the moment that you're in right now like it doesn't you don't need to sweat the the main uh narrative flow because it'll just kind of work yeah. itself out like it'll just kind of get there and the
2: way they do that is by having major chunks of the game i mean namely the is it ronnie is that how it's pronounced yeah. ronnie yeah. like ronnie's quest you have to stumble upon it like this huge huge aspect of the game and it, it's one of many like this where you you are not directed directly into whatever comes next, whatever the main thing that you need to do is. I mean, even the, the major boss fights, right? And that that reality makes everything feel equal in a certain way. Does that make sense?
3: Yeah. yeah. My, my understanding fair. is that you only need to beat two, quote, major bosses to get to the end of the game out of... Yeah. There are Based probably off the eight six or, nine. or seven minute speed run that is available right now, it, yeah, they, I, I, somebody I think,
1: cracked it under. It was so funny because I think Polygon wrote a story yesterday that was like, "Holy shit, somebody beat it in under ten minutes!" And then that same day, that person beat it under seven minutes. Yeah, they just like shaved three fucking minutes off of the the
3: time. Yeah, of the speed I mean, run. I will say that is not pl- obviously. It doesn't even look the, like, the game. like they are using yeah. every butchery like, skip of, and teleport yeah, imaginable. Uh, but I would say, like, for people that are playing it normally, you really technically only need to, I think, beat two bosses. And because of that, you know, I think people get a little bummed. It's like, oh, I missed this storyline or I missed this character. or Like, ran- the Randy Quest, Plant's right. The Randy Quest is like an enormous quest, it's a lot of content. But if you miss it, there is no impact to your experience. You would not, I mean, you'll you would unlock not know. more stuff that you missed that it you just wouldn't know like it right. i mean i barely understood the story even doing all these quests <laughs> so it's fine like beat the game and then watch the 45 minute lore explainer on youtube yeah. um and then understand what the fuck is going on because otherwise you just like no one is smart enough you to see, you guys, play this and understand it at the same time
1: every empyrean needs a shadow and a consort in order <laughs> to approach the title of Elden lord you see uh I don't really want to talk anymore about it. No,
3: it's
2: a, it's a bad idea. There's a great um, YouTube video that we can link. That there's we'll lots, do, yeah. There's yeah, better there's lore than a bunch we of people will.
1: who dove into it. Um, I'll, But if, as long as we're talking about the first half of this game, I think the first half of this game, I think the whole game beats ass. I think this game for... It does a lot of things that are so impressive given the scale of the game, and I think the most impressive thing is how progression feels. Uh, Like, I never felt like an overpowered demigod mm. maybe once i figured mm. out the like you can chug the potion and shoot the beam forever like that that <laughs> certainly helped me out to take down a few field bosses uh, every now and then but like until i had discovered that and even honestly for a lot of the parts after it like i didn't feel overpowered i didn't feel underpowered which may just be like because i've played so many of these games and i kind of understand like oh you have to you know uh, sometimes you have to grind out some of the materials you need to upgrade your weapons and et cetera, et cetera. But for the size of this game to always kind of... The balance have, is wild. Yeah. It's, wild. yeah. It's, so, it's so good. And maybe it depends on what kind of build you go for, right? Like I can't imagine not having some sort of magic or at least like ranged weaponry on it. Like there's some some boss fights that I can't imagine doing it just with melee. Um, yeah.
3: so but I've seen people build. like... You know, I've seen people do it on YouTube. I watched a uh, Soul Level 1 playthrough of the game on YouTube, and it was outrageous. The really cool thing is they give you so many tools to abuse every system in the game intentionally, and then you can, like, really, like, make short work of it. I'd recommend trying to play it without doing that, because it really does, like, play the, you know, in some cases, play the game for you, but... I think they yeah. really wanted you to like use your ingenuity and b- make interesting. I I goals. do.
0: I will say this. I think that if I have one, uh, not one. I I have issues with with Elden Ring, obviously, but um, something that I think uh, falls a little short in this in this opening half. Um, when you start playing and they sort of open the world to you, there's definitely like nudging you in a in a sort of direction. But I have now, including myself. And two other people, let's well dad and Travis, who started playing Elden Ring, got to that point where it's like after you get the ability to level up, and you're you know you're sitting outside the the gates, and there's the little like uh, I think it's Stormgate and then there's the Gatefront ruins nearby. Um, it's there is definitely this sense of like, well, what do I do? Like, what do you want me to do? What should I do? Yeah, and I don't think they do. I don't think they teach the lesson early enough that like i don't know just do what i mean do what you feel like do it like it just go wherever you feel like going because they're kind of hinting that there's a right way to go with the you know golden rays coming off of the the points of grace yeah um i i, I wish they had like reinforced that lesson a little bit earlier or find a way to like teach you that this is going to be more self-guided than you might be expecting.
3: they are subtle about it the the closest version of that that i can find is like at vendors they'll sell you notes and if you read the notes it will be like hey you might want to check out this random corner of the map that might have something interesting there and that was what got me exploring more than anything else because you're right like otherwise i was just sort of making my way to the castle because what else am i going to do i think you do everyone that plays the game eventually will learn that lesson because you're just constantly swamped in interesting things to run into yeah but i agree like early on it can feel a little overwhelming you just have to remind yourself like again no right way to play you will find dope shit in any direction that you run in
0: i also love that you like (laughs) that no matter how powerful you get it it's sort of like there are still areas where it's like oh fuck i don't want to be here like i don't like this this (laughs) isn't this isn't it's like you the um uh the the gross the lake of rot is not in this half but um there are areas like that where i mean you th- think about kayid like, is our, like
3: a very awful Caled's looking gross. area i hate being kayid's terrible and <laughs> yeah. like
0: you go there and it's like it kind of reminds you like you think about the strongest healthiest most capable person in the world if there's a volcano they're still not going to be like, ah, let me fuck with it real quick. Let me get in there real quick and see. <laughs> yeah. there, so it keeps that sense of like, I don't like it here. I really don't want to be here much longer. I would like to go, please. Yeah. Even when I was like level 100 and I would go to Kalid, it looks like it wants you to leave. It would like you to go. This is
2: not for you. I, I, have, I have a question for y'all. If, if the game was everything that we've talked about so far and the capital and then the the final boss fight was like right after the capital. So basically again this first half would that have been enough game for you? I'm not saying should it shouldn't be.
1: It I, I oh god it's hard to say.
0: I wouldn't really I don't think it would have been for the like deep in the pocket souls people maybe but like for me if I've been from I would have done like chapter 1 chapter 2 yeah 2022 20, 2023 made twice the money I, that's what I would I'm kind of surprised that
2: they didn't because it really does feel like they made two games and then just gave a, gave the second one to us for free, which, I mean, no complaining. I hey, love thanks, it. Thank you.
3: I'm just kind of
2: surprised.
3: Yeah, it's a, it's enormous. I, as I said, I thought I was getting to the end of the game when I was like exploring the Kaelid Tower and I was like, well, this has got to be it. And it just keeps going. I don't, you know, whether you think that's a fault or not is sort of a question, um, but it's important to remember that like mol- most Souls games, your first time through it, uh, Griffin, you you would know better than me. 50 hours? 45? 50 hours around there?
1: Uh, yeah, 50, I would say 50 to 60 for like, Dark Souls 3. Nothing
3: remotely close to the length of this. Like easily, yeah. this is double the length of any Souls game. Or triple. Or uh, triple. Can we
1: talk bosses
0: real quick in this section? Any of the... Like, Radon is the guys?
3: best, one of the best boss fights they've ever done. Renala? Radon. Ronaldo,
1: Ronaldo was fucked up too in like a like just genuine pretty. like Akira way of just. So let's just l-
3: remind people who
1: yeah, sure. The so uh, let's talk committed. about let's talk about uh, Ronaldo the uh, full
3: moon. Ah, of the full moon. Uh, the full moon. Okay. Shh.
1: She's a uh, she's at the top of the academy, Raya Lucaria. Of, uh, Raya Lucaria, and she's one of the like main bosses that you have to beat two of in order to like progress through the game. And it's two phases. In the first phase, she's carrying a little womb, and she has a room filled with small versions of her, like tiny little ponios, just kind of like <laughs> chilling. And then every once in a while, one of them will like sing, and you have to find the one that's singing and hit them three times to like weaken her. And then the second fight like turns into a – the second phase is just a like absolutely brutal gauntlet of dodging – Incredibly powerful one hit kill most of the time magic spells and just trying to get in there and get as many hits on her as you possibly wow, can
0: while she calls in like dragons and also yeah, yeah like and shoots the
1: moon, moon at you yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Yes. that fight is that that fight's neat sort of just like conceptually the radon fight is the one that takes place on a huge island he's a big fucking boy and he has all these like crazy wide sweeping attacks and gravity spells but you can summon in virtually every npc from the game and so you're just running around this battlefield trying to stay alive as you jump from like golden spawn point to spawn point just like get in here alexander fucking (laughs) like uh uh, patches patches i you're a fucking piece of shit but please god i need every head get in here it's all hands on deck please
3: uh, yeah, you, you sort of chill in the back and you watch sixteen guys like wail away at him, and I was just like kind of casting an occasional spell hoping the aggro wouldn't point at me. Very, uh, very cool fight. I did get one shot more than any other fight in that. Absolutely fight.
1: Absolutely one of the hardest. Like a brutal fights I would say thing.
3: But but what made up for it was when I realized that Radon. Huge though he is, is actually riding a little tiny normal sized horse.
1: Right. So the lore
3: the lore of Radon,
1: if I can talk one lore thing, it's my favorite thing. Radon is kind of a sweetheart. He loves his horse. Like that's the lore of Radon is he loves his horse and he loved riding his horse. And then he like got these Elden Ring powers that made him too big to ride the horse and it tortured <laughs> him. And so he learned and mastered gravity magic so that he could make himself light enough to ride his horse again. Fuck. That's oh, me. that's so good. It, and, and it, it then only he got, gets
2: fatter for from oh, here.
1: Yeah, because then he gets uh, cursed with the Crimson Rot but can't die. So his body is just constantly in agony but he just wants to be light enough to ride his horse. Oh. It's he's the he's one of the all-time best bosses in any FromSoft game. Um yeah,
0: that street. was a great that was a a great fight and I, and it's one of those that I like where it's like you play it so many times that things that would be devastating become sort of like just part of the pattern like, "Oh, I got a okay, giant arrows coming past me. Okay, got past that." Like it uh it, it's it was fantastic i love that fight
3: yeah um i know we're talking bosses but i want to i'm going to talk just an individual enemy just a okay. normal enemy you uh-huh. face not yeah. a real challenge yeah. but oh, better one be of a my bird. favorites it better be a bird it's not a bird ah oh. it's, it's worst birds. the albanarics oh, these man. these are little frog people they live around Raya Lucaria town uh the uh, the academy the and flooded town. They yeah. are amazing. They, they sort of march around with their like staves and stuff and when they see you instead of running at you they just start doing cartwheels and it's fucking spectacular and I love them and you can dress up as them later and it's Oh, so great. There's so many, like, individual mini-enemies that just, like, really stand out to you. All me. birds suck.
0: All, All birds, birds are, are the worst. Birds birds are hilarious. Are hilarious. All birds are
3: hilarious. birds are the worst. The birds... The, the, I like the bird that uh,
2: throws fire, or spits fire at you. They have, like, helmets, and they have uh, giant blades oh, yeah, taped to their yeah, feet. Yeah. The birds yeah. are... I, they know that the birds are annoying, so they decided, well, if they're annoying, we might as well make them funny. Yeah. Which yeah. I respect. I, 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 I also like how... Uh, Speaking of that same area that Fresh mentioned, up until that point, everything was, like, scary, you know? Even the birds, as funny as they were, were scary. And then you come across dudes who are like, you know what? Let's build a giant car and put a giant head on it and then put a flamethrower coming out of its mouth. And like, yeah, that seems like a great idea. And then it, it doesn't make it like feels completely out
3: of place in the the game up until that. Well, point. Well, the tone shifts like environment to environment. Like you're right, feels like a night and day change from Limgrave to uh, Laernia to uh, Kaelid Look like they're in three different games, which is honestly great from a pacing standpoint. Because if you were just in Limgrave the whole time, it'd be kind of boring. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's it is amazing. I I, I just love like that.
2: That castle in general was just so wonderful as somebody who was already focusing on casting. It was so labyrinthian, and there were so many incredible rewards behind hidden walls and down, you know, various like massive ladders and spires. There was a, there was a um, great moment where yeah. I was talking to Russ because we
1: were both kind of doing casting builds and he was like, oh, did you get the thing that makes the casting speed faster? And I was like, no. Did you get the thing that uh, <laughs> makes the spells cost less? He's he was like, no. And we just kind of like
3: compared notes. Like, oh, you got to jump off the roof here and then roll off to this side. and Yeah, you really think that the dungeon, though Like, I think they call them legacy dungeons or whatever they're called. Um, you think that they're linear and they do feel much more linear than anything else in the game. But... I beat Raya Lucaria and missed a good third of the areas in that dungeon because it was just, like, off the beaten path, and yeah. you had to jump off the right ledge, and there was everything in front of you. And, it, it like, that magic, the fact that it persists in the dungeons as well as in the open world is so hard to pull off, and they just, it really doesn't feel like they left anything on the table.
0: FromSoft is the only like, one of the only developers I can think of that does really solid, like, level design jokes. Like, really actually, like, set up punchline. Like, you see some weird, like, little alcove and you follow it for five minutes and fight a bunch of dudes and then at the end of it, you're back where you started. And yeah. it's like, oh, okay. So you just... I could have just jumped on the ledge. Okay, great, great, great. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, excellent. <laughs> the other one is, I this is uh, a small... Like, this is from the latter half, obviously, because it's... Did you guys start a new game plus? No.
1: Yeah.
0: Holy shit. Okay, real quick. If you start a new game plus, you are extremely powerful, obviously, right? So you wipe uh, the boss. Like, the first boss you come up with, I still had all my spells and my staff and all my gear, right? So, like, fuck this guy. I one at him. The first boss is supposed to kill you right? Because that's how the oh, story yeah. keeps moving yeah, forward. Yeah, this
3: is like the, literally the first boss when you create grafted, your character in a minute later, yes, you yes, fight yes. the guy. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, I kill him and one shot him. I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. And then there's this gate off to the right. I'm like, alright. Well, let's see. Let's, what's up? So, I'm following the path and it's just like leaning out to a, um, just sort of like a, a perch and like a, a, a large, a, a big stone uh perch. And I keep walking. I go out to the edge of the perch and I'm looking around like Well, where does this go now? Oops, it collapses and kills you. (laughs) That's how they get
1: you. That's That's how they're
0: like, oh, very good. Very, very good. You beat our guy. Check this,
1: (laughs) check this out.
0: The ground just randomly collapses beneath you. There's no like preamble. There's no reason. It's just like, now you're dead. That's so great. (laughs) The the old Kingsfield
1: games that they, uh, were like the first games that they made, were basically very, very, very rudimentary Souls games in first person with like PS1 era graphics. Uh and they're so slow and not great. But all of them start out with you walking down a road and the road just collapses and you die apropos of nothing. First thing. <laughs> hi, welcome to Kingsfield. <laughs> Fuck you. You're dead. Now don't step on that spot anymore. Ha <laughs> Okay, now you know. Uh let's let's awesome. let's jump. Let's make the jump. Okay. To, the, to, to, well, have we're, to We're
3: gonna take a break first, right? Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Let's take a break. We'll come back to talk, we'll take the lift. We're going to, we're, we're waiting for the lift to descend while you listen to commercials. And then once you're, you're here, we'll have ascended.
3: This episode of the best these is sponsored by Aura frames. All right. So, you know, there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house Highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A U R A Frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. Y'all
2: Incredible, and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over five million users and has helped save its members an average of seven hundred and twenty dollars a year, with over five hundred million dollars in canceled subscriptions. So, cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to RocketMoney.com/besties. That's RocketMoney.com/besties rocketmoney.com slash besties
3: Okay, so I, it should be noted, the reason I picked this was, it kind of felt like halfway through the game, but you can reach, it's called the Altus Plateau you can yeah. reach it without taking this lift if you take a side dungeon, which is one of the my favorite dungeons in the game, I forget what the name of it is, but it's this amazing climb up the side of the cliff, so you can skip the lift entirely, but Um, Yeah, we found ourselves in the Altus Plateau, and it is home to Liendel, the capital city of, uh, I guess, the Lands Between. And one of my... Probably just from a level design standpoint the most complicated level I've ever played in my entire life. So,
1: Landau, the, the whole royal capital is like the royal oh capital an is...
3: architectural
1: sort of triumph, uh, which you don't think about uh, that much in video games. But th- this is a big city, and you can go through a lot of it. before we get there
0: i just wanted to mention the first sort of area that you end up in once you take the lift i mean you could end up in different places but uh there's sort of a what would you call it a ravine a sort of like the mirage area um there's this huge pit in the middle that's like forested um did you guys do the mirage rise and the stuff in there
2: the mirage rise maybe there mm-hmm. were
0: mirages that you had to track down inside this this place that opened up
1: an invisible tower that had mirage. Oh magic yeah, there. sure. That's that's one and, of the the towers that give you like magical powers and stuff, right? Oh yes, yeah, I
3: remember. Yes, is there a is dog it, this there? Is where you
0: get this is where you get invisibility magic. Um, I think there
3: are you, dogs. What are you chasing down, dogs? <laughs> <laughs> are you chas- is, 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 big is armored, dog?
1: big armored, slow dogs. You know, yeah. No. No, it's just sort of like mirages that you're trying. Did you about. try okay. butthole? <laughs> <laughs> so funny nice. every time. Uh, I the, the, the use of, and this is again not in, entirely about the second half of the game, but this is the game that proved the concept of player messages as being like genuinely transformative because there yeah. were so many times where I would not have gotten where I got without like a message on the floor telling me there. And sure, a lot yeah. of it is like, try rump but a lot of but times... but even
0: those I will say like they're funny I really time. help with the they're funny but they also have this secondary purpose of like even when the game feels very insulated and 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 isolated your experience can be so difficult when you see those messages it did give me a little bit of like sense of community. Yeah. Like, you feel like, yeah, okay, we're, we, this person got through this, they, w- they experience yeah. this, they're commiserating with me rather than, like, trolling me a lot of
2: that the time. That said, I, I wouldn't want to play it all this way, but I played, uh you know, probably like six or seven hours on flights uh to New York and back, and playing without that is nice every once in a while. The first time that, that, that point that Fresh talked about of climbing up the side of the cliff and then you come to the kind of, like, graveyard of yeah, uh, tro- trolleys. Like I don't know what they are. Carts. Yeah, caskets, they're like the right? the
3: caskets that they're pulling.
2: Yeah, uh, it, the and that pull. that happened without being online, and it was cool just to see this beautiful, terrifying tableau with nothing all over it. And
3: yeah, it's, same it, with the it, it's interesting. I was talking to a friend of mine who's playing through Dark Souls One for the first time right now, and there was apparently some major hack that was going on with dark souls where you could like access people's like personal PC kernel, like major, major problems such that they shut the servers down so that anyone who's playing dark souls, I think remastered right now cannot play online. So he's playing it entirely without notes. And I like, I, it is transformative in the sense of like, I really think these games are designed with notes in mind Mm such that there's so much that you would never ever ever think to try or look at unless there was a note there um, yeah. short of like rolling into every fucking wall ever yeah um, so or i jumping. i it actually gives me a little bit of a worry for the future of these games if only because i it's bum it's a bummer to me to think that like 10 years from now if they shut the servers down someone wouldn't have that experience yeah. um, but i do think Elden Ring is better at that, insofar as because of the you know NPC spirits that you can summon and stuff like that, I think it's a much more enjoyable game even if you didn't have the online. But the online really does help. The, the, the dream would be that
2: you could download a right. full set of these, right? That, yeah, like there's some or like tw- they 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 save like thirty or forty static of these that randomize. Um, the ideal, um,
0: I uh, the the castle took me so long. That Which castle like are you talking about? the cap the capital Uh, you mean the capital took me so long that it felt like its own game it felt like once i left there i was like holy shit i thought i would be here forever like i thought that this was just my reality now um it it was it's so complex but you really do get a sense like as you play of like okay i kind of remember i kind of know where i'm at it's stunning i mean like the the skill of the design is like absolutely unfathomable yeah
1: the part where yeah. you, you have to like climb a a dragon that has been speared into the side of the castle you have to like climb oh his God. wing like a bridge it's it's so it's so incredible and then there's like a whole like dungeon of sewers that i didn't know was there uh until somebody was like telling me about it and so i like came back to check out the sewers and it led me down like a whole nother thing that took me probably like three or four hours just to explore the the the, the you know infrastructure underneath the city uh, yeah yeah uh, wild. the
3: sewers blew me away i was like not expecting that at all the fact that they had this incredibly detailed dungeon nested within this already insanely detailed dungeon yeah um yeah i mean you know justin sort of alluded to it but just like ignoring the level design like mastery the fact that you can like weave through this map and it doesn't feel like you're being guided like it feels like you have a lot of control over how you go through it while also being like jaw-droppingly stunning from an art design standpoint like it looks every minute looks like uh concept art like brought to life yeah. and it's not you know from a like technical standpoint it's not the most advanced game we've ever seen. There's a reason it can run on last generation consoles. Or on the Steam Deck. And on the Steam Deck, for that matter, is like, it's not pushing every lighting effect or ray tracing or whatever. But, and and this remains true to all their games, really, they are so good at uh, just art design in general that it sort of elevates what would otherwise be maybe not the most detailed environments into something that is just like, something you want to spend dozens and dozens of hours in. Sure. Um, um, c- what? Sorry, go ahead. Guys. I was
1: just going to say that the, the we're focusing a lot on the Royal Capital. There's a lot of other really cool shit that kind of opens up that it's all feels sort of optional and, and branching. Uh, that Literally. Yeah, yeah. the Haggle Tree, I think is what it's called, or Hallig Tree. Hallig Tree? Hallig Tree, yeah, is like a weird alternate universe version of this big beautiful golden tree that you like have been looking at the whole time you've been playing the game only this one is like sick and fucked up and filled with some of the gnarliest enemies in the whole game
0: and it's a level i mean it's like <laughs> it's a fully fleshed out like area of the game that and it's a tree
1: yeah and then you reach the bottom of it and you fight what is i think the hardest boss in the game I, I couldn't. It was the one I, I couldn't do Oh, wow. I, I couldn't do it. Oh, wow. Millennia. I know. Yeah. I had to really tap into some deep. I put on the katana. I was like, all right, I'm going to Sekiro this shit. I'm going to tap into the old ways. Uh, what 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 boss was hardest for for
0: you? That one was
2: the easiest
3: for me, but I don't know. About you, because that. you no, haven't played so it.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. Um. Uh, there is actually a... Uh, it's going around the on the internet right now. Apparently, there's someone that is putting a summon sign down... uh, whose name is let me solo her and if you summon them they show up they're completely naked but for a pot on their head and they proceed to solo (laughs) melania as a summon it's the most incredible thing there's a video on youtube it's amazing um Um. (laughs) and and that's the sort of community that is sort of fostered around i mean there's a lot of butthole jokes but also like people being very clever about uh, and and just like fulfilling fun roles in the game, yeah, for sure. Using the tool set, um, yeah. He beats. I watched the video. It, there's not a single hit that gets landed on this guy. It's outrageous.
0: I am. Um, I did not love the snowfields. No, uh, I don't. I did not love that area. It was hard to get around. It was the only time where I felt outclassed by the enemies. Like I just felt like my spells weren't doing enough damage. Like I would use. Almost all my mana to take down like a, a small group of people, and had to like re re you know recharge my my mana at the and I just didn't like the I don't know the way it looked. Um That was the the area that I probably enjoyed the the least was the snowfields. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, like, I, I, I I'd agree.
3: Level design wise, it
1: wasn't. And like, Also, you, you also know. get the fire giant who is not who is like a big sort of like he's supposed to feel like a Huge sort of um, gate or what's the gatekeeper boss of just like, well, you got to be you got to be this tough to if you want to ride this ride. Uh, but he's just not a very, just not a very in, like inspired boss fight. He's a big
3: fucking giant. He's a big fucking giant that like
1: throws fire at you. It's like not the most exciting thing. Yeah,
0: uh, it, it wasn't my least favorite area though. That was crumbling pharaohs. Oh, I Ooh, love, I, I Cr- love, I love crumbling pharaohs. Yeah, that's why I, I thought love. That it. was so. I, uh, you know what? I don't dislike. I mean, like it looks amazing. It just like was so scary <laughs> the whole time. Like it really felt like. Uh, for a l- little while, you're trapped there. Yeah, <laughs> which is terrifying. Uh, uh,
3: um, there, there's a moment early on in the first half. Chris Plant, you could experience this. It's in the first half of the game. <laughs> there's a there's a location called Four Belfries, and yeah. one and each of the belfries, oh. as you unlock yeah. them using a special item, teleports you to like a random spot somewhere in the map, and one of them teleports you to Faram Azul, which is effectively the last level of the game, more or less um when you're like level 20 yeah is this i think this might still be used as
1: one of the skips so yeah there's a wrong warp you can do where you go to one of those you're supposed to warp to this like one little standalone part where you can take a sneak peek at the last level of the game but there's a way yeah. to kind of load in using some weird like you know saving and quitting at certain points to like the actual last level of the game and you're soul level six or whatever uh but
3: i at when i had done that uh teleport i was probably like level 80 or so something like that and at by that point i felt like okay i had more or less seen like the range that this game could offer and then suddenly i teleport in and there's a fucking tornado in the middle of a floating city yeah. and it was like where why i don't i don't know how this is possible the biggest
0: fucking dragon i've ever seen just taking pot shots at you from a half mile right away. yeah
3: uh i i i love that area i mean it was hard it was really hard but um it it usually games kind of lose a lot of steam towards the end and that felt like a big spike in excitement for me i
1: also had been working with the the beast clergymen that's like oh yeah the death root collection quest right where like you are supposed to take down these very powerful undead bosses and then you bring them back, and he teaches you all these super powerful incantations. He's the one that D kind of like warps you to, and it's like one of the factions of the game. And then you reach the end of Faramazula, and he's the boss. And he's like, hey, I'm going to fuck you up now. But then you fuck him up, and he takes off his robe, and he's like, by the way, I'm basically the god of death. And you're like, oh, okay, that actually makes a lot more sense. Like, your whole thing makes a lot of sense now. I do have to kill you, sadly, um, you big you big dog boy. But um, Yeah. So is
0: he not there anymore? No.
1: <laughs>
3: like, if you went back? Oh, I, I thought he was just... Disguised as the other guy,
1: I. That's what I thought. I thought it was him. Okay. Anyway, he was like cloaking it. That's um, how I t- took did. It. You
0: guys make much use of like the online features.
3: Yes. Yeah, uh, I played some with Fresh,
0: like summoning in people to help you with. Bosses uh, yeah,
3: I and summoned. Stuff. A, I definitely summoned a few people. I like for Melania. I summoned. I. I have no shame in it. For there's no, a fight against you. Reichardt, which is like a giant snake man that lives in a volcano. Um, I summoned for that, and I didn't regret it one bit because God. that fight you get a weapon that is basically unique to that fight it's a giant spear that shoots lasers and by summoning it basically turned into the last scene of fucking ghostbusters where four pe- three people were just like blasting away at this giant snake and it was incredible um, I, really I also struggled to um, get
0: get connected to to them. I would like anytime I was struggling with the boss, I would hit, try to hit summon signs, and I kept getting errors like someone else had summoned them first. Yeah, there is
3: a uh, there is a weirdness to it where it was a little finicky and whether the servers were acting up or not. But once it worked, it generally worked consistently in that mm-hmm. game. Um, but I, I found those experiences to be really good. I also set myself to be summoned by other people when I was just like looking for something fun to do. And that was a blast because I'd like get summoned into the dungeons that I had already beaten and knew really well and could like really help people that were struggling. And that felt great.
0: Is that geographically locked? Like, is that like, so, do
3: you get s- pulled
0: into places that are near you? Yeah. It's it's work? a
3: little bit confusing. There's a setting that you can do in the multiplayer menu that is very, uh, unclear, but basically uh, when you turn it on, it ter- it creates your summon sign um, anywhere in the region that you're in. So L- Limgrave is a region or Lyurnia is a region or uh, what- uh, the upper north, Landel, etc. But it's bridged by level. So if you like over level yourself to 100 and then try to get summoned in Limgrave, you probably won't. Right. Uh, <clears throat> maybe you'll get summoned by M- new game plus people. I'm not sure. But uh, it is sort of, banded in that way so if you're looking to do you know help people out um try not to totally overlevel yourself i was doing i was getting summoned in laernia around level 80 and consistently getting summoned and it was a lot of fun
1: uh, i wanted to say i actually did not do a lot of other player summoning but that's because when you do that it disables the um spirit ashes which are like your summonable friends. And once, I would say the most broken thing in the game, like the thing that if you, once you find it, it uh, decreases the difficulty of the game, I would say dramatically, is the mimic tier ashes, which essentially Mm -hmm. creates, lets you summon a double of yourself, like an AI controlled version of yourself with all your stats, equipment, spells, all that. And so for the right card fight, I was having a tough time with it. And then I realized like, wait a minute, and I equipped that serpent hunter spear or whatever, like the special spear you're supposed to use. And then I summoned my mimic and he had it too. And so I just yeah. like took off I took off all my spells. I took off all the other shit that could give him options of things to do except use this special weapon. And so me and me fucked this big snake up royally. And it was very satisfying. And I feel like that was I think there's also some scaling that happens when you summon other players where the boss's, like, health and damage gets a little bit higher. But that does not happen when you use Spirit Ashes. So, like, in a lot of ways. Yeah, I
3: used the Mimic Tier once on a Godfrey fight pretty late in the game. And it made the fight so easy that I was like, eh. And so I intentionally, like, stopped using it just to, like, give myself a little bit more of an interesting fight in the game, yeah. Um, but I mostly yeah, used I
1: The head. I like leveled up the head. Whatever his name is, the headless uh, hunter spirit Ash. I like leveled them up first and foremost, and so that was who yeah. I rolled with most of the time. But
3: yeah, I used um, the crystal. Uh, there's like crystal uh, stone guys that you can summon. The crystalline people. Yeah, yeah. One of those was great, and I used uh, Black Knight Tish. Black Knife Tish. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah very she's brutal. In the game. Um, yeah. Okay,
1: can we can we talk endings real quick? Is that yes. too far? Because yeah. the no, ending, no, no, that's, I, okay, the the it. ending I got is my favorite thing about the game. So oh, I okay. did I did the whole Ronnie side quest. Yes. I did the whole thing, and it is a long side quest. But the whole time, she is this this sorceress that is like telling you, like this world fucking sucks. And once I am put in control of this world, and I have made the Elden Lord, like I will introduce this equality that will disrupt the golden order, and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yes, that rules all this shit you got going on here, worshiping the moon, I am loving it. So I did the whole quest. And then I think I married her at the end of it, and I was like, yes, Ronnie, me and you are going to change this whole place. So, fast forward 30 hours, and I'm exploring the sewers underneath of uh, the royal capital. And I reach the bottom, and there's a boss... (laughs) In this, like, <laughs> church. And I'm like, okay. And I fucked him up. And then I was, like, running around looking for, you know, s- secrets and drops and other items. In this, and this um this big, like, uh, table moves aside and opens a hole in the floor. I'm like, oh, okay. Let's see what this is. And so I go down it. And it's just this deep, 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 like, burial grounds where you have to do, like, all this crazy, very intricate platforming. That took me no joke, 20 tries maybe to get to the bottom of it without falling off because it's a lot of like very, very, very tight jumps. I reached the bottom of it and all that's down there is a big glowing red door. And I was like, okay, that's weird. And then there was a player message written in front of the door that I forget what the message was, but it had like an avatar doing an emote and the avatar was naked. And it said something in the message about like, try unarmored et cetera et cetera something like intimating like take your clothes off and so i stripped down and then it kicked off a cutscene where the door opened and the this three-fingered hand not a two fingers three fingers hand that is kind of on fire wraps around me and brands me with the uh the the frenzied flame yep my eyes are now on fire. My eyes are glowing red. I have red, crackling skin. And the next time I go to a point of grace to rest, uh, I get a visit from uh, the uh, our maiden. What's her name? Uh, Something with an M. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, hey, you have fucked up now. I cannot yeah. be your road dog anymore. This is profane what you have done. And if I ever see you again, I'm gonna have to kill you. Peace out. And then she dips. Yeah. And I have to. Le- I can level up still, like on my own. But she's gone. And at the end, there's a point where you have to ignite this very bad fire. Uh, and I had just talked to Justin, who you had suggested that she's like sacrifices herself to like light this fire, and then she's gone that way. Only I didn't have to do that because I'm already the frenzied flame, and so I set this <laughs> big crazy fire. And then I reach the end of the game, and. I don't become the Elden Lord, I don't ascend in any way. I burn the whole world down. I introduce basically the apocalypse, which from as far as I can tell is the bad ending. And it ends with our the the maiden showing up at the end and she's like a little bit older and way more badass and she's like, "Well, now I have to find you and bring to you your destined death. And I will hunt you across the world until and I will not rest until you are dead." Cut to black. Show credits. George R. R. Martin did it again. Uh <laughs> I didn't, and I found out that there was a Ronnie ending that kind of beats ass. That's kind of yeah, like Ronnie super very good. cool, but yeah. I didn't get it because some player message was like, hey, take your fucking clothes off. There's this whole <laughs> side quest where the people talk about the frenzied flame. Uh, it's the guy like in Caleb who's like, find me a golden needle and use it on this maiden," And like basically just sort of, uh, it, they, they sort of start to suggest like, hey, you should burn the whole fucking world down. Hey, you should destroy the whole world. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, I didn't do any of that shit. I just saw one player message that was like, "Take off your clothes, bro," and I did that, <laughs> and it destroyed my entire game. Like it destroyed the whole planet. And that is, to me, the funniest and most like, I, I, like, it's, it's symbolic it's from software thing. Where it's like yeah. I did all this work and the one tri finger butthole destroyed the entire fucking planet. It was so funny, it was so
3: good. Uh, and a little disappointed that I didn't it get it. It was a tri finger butthole, it was a
1: tri finger, yeah, sure, of course. <laughs> did you get the <laughs> well, Ronnie one then, Russ?
3: Uh, so, <laughs> I I did the same thing you did. I touched the door, I got naked, I touched the door, and After I did that, I read a note on the ground that was like regret. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no, what have I done? And it turns out I talked to a buddy of mine who said there is a way to actually reverse the frenzied flame and get your endings back um, if you want to do that. So I was like, I'm going to beat it as frenzied flame, but I'm going to back up my save and and see the other endings. So that's what I did um okay. and and the quest is to reverse clock- the frenzy flame is awesome it's worth doing okay um super super cool yeah uh but uh, yeah i think the endings i mean a they don't make a whole lot of sense frenzy flame makes sense because you just blow up the earth the other ones including the rainy one even though it looks really cool doesn't make a ton of sense i would also say i was a little bit bummed to find out that most of the endings are like very very similar to one another yeah um Including like that the there's, dung eater. It's a dookie and stuff like man
1: that. ending where the dookie man is like, I want to give everyone my dookie disease. Will you help me? Yeah. And you go through the game collecting <laughs> like dookie pods and bring them back to him. He's like, Yes, yes, this is very good. Make sure when you take the Elden Ring that you make a special wish upon a star that everyone gets my dookie disease. And then
3: everyone gets the dookie disease and you're like,
1: Everyone just gets all dookie, 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 dookie town.
3: Uh, I wish they were a little m- more involved, but uh but overall I think it's probably the best game I've ever played. And I don't know what else to really, I just is, I I can't think of another game that I would enjoy playing more.
0: I started playing it again and it just immediately was so fun. I didn't want to stop playing. I I spent fucking, I don't know, 80 to a hundred hours on it before. And then I started, you know, what's great. You get a new game plus and you're right back in these areas, but like, and it's areas that were really scary before. And these are, while some areas never get like that, Um, there, the early areas just feel like, Hey everybody, it's me. I, (laughs) I know how to make meteors from my asshole.
3: And honestly, (laughs) all I want, all I wanted to do, I mean, I haven't started it yet, but once I do, all I want to do is do a completely different playthrough with like a completely different class. And I'll do all melee instead of almost all ranged and like, just like try something completely different. Cause the game is so smart about like the way it makes every playstyle fun to play as. Sure. It's sick. It's a great game. You should play it. <laughs> play it, okay?
2: <laughs> I I played that. the, the only time. thing that I don't like about this game, and it's not the get good thing, it's the pressure to like finish this awesome game in like a month and a half. You don't have to. I, no, I'm I'm not going to. But I feel like I, I mean it I, wouldn't I I am not the only person I've seen where it's like I love this game. It's a hundred and some hours long. Why
3: does it feel like I have to keep First playing? Chris Plant, it wouldn't matter. I could give you five years and you wouldn't beat the game. So, realistically speaking, wrong or right? Shh, the shape, nag. Nag, nag, nag. No? Nag. no. Nag. But is nag. it false? Nag. Have you nag. Nag. Breath of the Wild? What? Have you beaten Breath of the Wild? Oh,
1: he's beaten Breath of the Wild. That game's been out forever. No. Oh, never mind
2: yeah. then. One you know, know, <laughs> the irony,
3: I quit playing Breath of the Wild to play this.
2: That's
1: bad,
3: because those games came out about <laughs> five years a- apart from each other. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't matter how long. I mean, it's fine. Fu- I get the Chris Plant wants to try a lot of different things, and I get it. So, like, I don't knock him for that. But if you, you are, think though, that's a bad explicitly. thing, you should remember that, like, whatever. Who cares if you beat the game or not? Oh, no. I'm
2: Like I said, I'm not. I'm saying the culture around it. Like, This has nothing to do with the game. I just think that there's, like, a, like, tacit pressure to, like, beat games fast. And I think yeah. it's especially brutal with this game.
1: I think so. I think so too. I saw a great tweet and I forget who it's from, I apologize. Uh where somebody was like, actually, Elden Ring is not as hard as people make it out to be. What makes it hard is this the 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 pressure from people who have played these games before where it's like, well, if you do if you summon spirit ashes, then you're not really getting the full experience of the Like there are ways you can twist this game to a point and customize yourself to a point where you can get through it. I genuinely feel like anybody who is competent at action games can get through it what but there's this guilt that is that folks try to associate with that and that is what makes it sort of uh you know man letting go of that
0: was the best like i found this really cherry farm spot and i just like went whole hog and it was like i just turn on podcast zone out and then kill this giant crow over and over and over (laughs) again and i was loving it it was grand I And then, you know what? After I did it a bunch, I gained like 20 levels, and I whipped everything's ass, Uh, (laughs) and it was very good, and I liked
2: uh, it. Very quick before we end, did any of y'all see the New York Times piece that went up this week about Elden Ring?
3: No. No. Oh
2: my gosh. The New York Times has really outdone itself. Oh boy, oh boy. They um, make comparisons to Don't Look Up, which is great. Um, There is a line in it that's like, um, let me see if I can find it really quick. Uh, it, it's it's difficult to imagine Elden Ring succeeding in any other era. In year three of the pandemic, yada, yada, it goes into oh a my... whole pandemic spiel. Um, the, the footage of the game is captured with a smartphone on a TV.
1: That's good. Holy shit.
2: <laughs> it, it, it's, it is awesome. Wild. My my favorite part though is uh, they they reached out to Miyazaki, the game's director, for comment, and he he turned down the New York Times. Oh, (laughs) bless that! What a fucking (laughs) rock star he
3: is! (laughs) It's so good. Um, you guys been playing anything else? Uh, Not a ton, but I am watching something else, and it's a show that I know at least one of other one of you has been watching. Yeah, and it's called Old Enough on Netflix uh old enough
1: this is a this it's like the remake of the japanese
3: show right or is it so there's a there is a japanese show as i understand it is still running it's been running for about 30 years and it's called first errand yeah and the premise of the japanese show is that you it's a reality show where they send two three four-year-olds out into a village to complete various like object tasks. So like, Hey, you need to go buy fish for your mom, or you need to go buy a medallion at this nearby shrine. And they follow the kids with a film crew that is like in disguise as like painters and gardeners and various other things. And their cameras are like in disguise as like watering cans. And so they get like genuine footage of these very, very, very young kids trying to like do normal everyday things. And it's, fucking fantastic each episode is like 10 to 15 minutes long uh i've watched five of them i am majorly addicted Uh, episode three involves like a very tense moment with a cabbage that is just spectacular (laughs) um it's probably my favorite reality show of all time so do yourself a favor it's called old enough on netflix
1: i saw a movie in a movie theater well i saw two i'm gonna say sonic the Hedgehog two. I don't know if it's as good as the first. I loved the first one. I thought the mm. first. And maybe it's just because it, it was so much better than I was expecting. I had a lot of fun with Sonic the Hedgehog 2. I had a good time. There's a lot of good action sequences in there. And uh, mm. some moments that are, that are pretty badass. I had a good time with it. But the movie I really want to recommend that I saw with Rachel and like the first like time we've gotten away from the, the baby in a long time was uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once, which it oh, like yeah. what we walked out of it saying like, well, that's one of my favorite movies I think I've ever seen. It is the mo- It is it, the hardest I've laughed in a theater. I think is at a joke that is so well executed. Uh, in this film and it comes back to it so many times and every time I was like getting self-conscious. Like, am I laughing too loud at this joke? Uh but it's like Does it involve uh, Pixar? Yes. There's yeah. badass fight scenes throughout, like really very, very good martial arts fight scenes uh that are also very, very funny. And then also like it made me cry at the end. Like it hits some yeah. family stuff that like actually hits so right. Uh, it is. it has a little bit of everything for everyone. It's one of the, the best movies I think I've ever seen, and I have been recommending it to everybody that I meet because I, I think it's a very special film, and I think that everybody should see it.
2: Uh, I, I saw that in RRR on the same evening, and it was wow. one of the best film moments of my life. But yeah. I, I, both those are only in theaters right now, um, so I'm going to recommend a game to uh, Perfect Tides, Have you all heard about this? No. Oh, Justin, especially. What if I told you there is a point-and-click adventure with kind of that like early two thousands MS Paint fan art aesthetic, and you play as a uh, young girl in the like Northeast who is a emo scene kid, and it is just about your like kind of day-to-day life. Uh, uh, All that sounds pretty. no it's so
0: good it is so i'm wrong my impression of this is incorrect even though that sounds unpleasurable it actually is very it's
2: very i oh i think you would like it i think oh i don't know about i i think you should give it a check i think you will like it it did you say the name of the game perfect on stranger tides perfect Perfect. straight perfect tides Perfect tides. What's the aesthetic like? Well, like, like that kind of like that shockwave art, MS Paint art. I don't know a good way of describing it. Ooh. Somewhere between that and the like, Maniac Mansion point and click adventure art. It's wonderful. I'll
0: try it. I'll try
2: it. I'm I'm I'm
0: skittish because I've tried to play Norco three times.
2: This oh, week. this. And I just can't. Yeah. Get it. So the the, the, the vibe Norco. of this one, Norco. I I like Norco, but I understand why people bounce off of it. The, I think the writing is quite purple at times, though. I think that is intentional. This is much more pleasant to be in. It okay. it is just a it's just a good hang. Okay. What have you? What about you, Hoops?
0: I mean, cash solitaire. Obviously, you need to, a kind of second job at this yeah. point, like making so many buckets nobody can take me down on the king uh except when i lose in which case um i have deleted the app uh, many times um the uh other stuff let's say finished tunic it's fucking brilliant if you haven't played tunic like go play tunic obviously um two great television shows to recommend to you all uh one is old one is new uh, the old one is Atlanta, which I am like, I did not watch, even though everybody says it's outrageously good. And it turns out it is outrageously good. It's only like 22 minutes for each episode, and it's on Hulu, and everybody in it is great. Licky Sandfield's great, and Donald Glover's great, and everybody's great. And it's funny and tense and emotional, and watch the first one if you don't like it. I'll be shocked, because it is imminently watchable. I, I I didn't know what I was expecting, but it was not Something that was as, as fun and pleasant to watch. Uh, the other one that's in the same vein is Minx, which is on um, HBO Max. Have you guys watch Minx? Plant, you would like Minx. Did you watch Minx?
2: No. Um, it is a... Oh, is this about so it's, the... It's about the like kind of like play girl type of thing?
0: Sort of, yeah. It's about a, a woman who's a a feminist who starts the... Um, this once started a magazine called The Matriarchy uh, Awakens. And she meets a pornographer played by Jake Johnson, who I love in everything, obviously, because he's hysterical, but he's a pornographer that likes what she's doing, but thinks it could use a little something extra. So he brings her into his um, basically pornography empire to let her run this magazine, provided that it has naked dudes in it Um, because he thinks that that's like, that could be a big thing. Um, So it's, What's fascinating about it is that um, it kind of, like, examines feminism from a reverse perspective of, like, she is struggling with the fact that she's basically objectifying dudes. And by reversing the gender roles and exploring some of these, like, feminist ideas, it gets at really interesting, like, conclusions about them. Or at least that was my my read on it. Obviously, I'm not a, a... classically smart person but that I did uh, uh find it very fascinating and it's really really funny um I feel like very very kind of sex positive and uh Jake Johnson is great as always and um, it's just fantastic I really really enjoy it it's called minx and it's on on HBO Max while I was describing that my internet died and so I lost the other three so it's just me here now isn't that fun? I think that's fun. It's my show now, so um, you should uh, absolutely review our show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we really have um, done that recently, so th- so thank you. That really uh, it-, it really helps us out. Oh, thanks to Ryan Parker Moon, George S, Jake Weserick, and Bobaloo for uh, for reviewing the show. We appreciate you recapping the games discussed. Well, it was Elden Ring. Griffin saw everything, everyone at uh, once at the same time. Chris Plant played Perfect Tides. Uh, Russ suggested Old Enough on Netflix. And uh, that's going to do it for us for this episode. Be sure to join us again next time for the besties, because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's best games? Besties.